Shalom Aleichem. Welcome to The Schmooze, the Yiddish Book Center's podcast. I'm Lisa Newman, host of The Schmooze. Today's episode is part of a series of conversations with Yiddish Book Center's Zomlers, volunteer book collectors. To celebrate the Yiddish Book Center's 40th anniversary in 2020, we're looking back at the Yiddish Book Center's storied history. As part of this effort, we wanted to share interviews with our Zomlers, who have been and played a crucial part in helping us to rescue over a million books in the last 40 years. In Outwitting History, Aaron Lansky, founder and president of the Yiddish Book Center, recalls the early days of book collecting. There was a dynamic to our work. The more books we collected, the more word spread, the more books there were to collect. By midwinter of the first year on the road, it was clear that the immigrant Jews had been more avid readers than anyone imagined. Yiddish books were scattered in virtually every city in North America, and there was just no way that we, a handful of young people with extremely limited resources, could collect them all on our own. We needed help, so I decided to organize a network of Zomlers, volunteer book collectors, who would gather books in their own communities and ship them to our Massachusetts headquarters. People signed on all across North America. Some were elderly, others were young people who didn't speak a word of Yiddish, but they were all grateful for the chance to act, to do something practical, to reclaim a culture that was disappearing before their eyes. As Aaron writes about that history, we just want to say how grateful we are to all of our Zomlers, past and present, for their work helping in the rescue and recovery of Yiddish books over these 40 years. To date, we've rescued over a million Yiddish books, and we continue to receive thousands every year, both shipped to us directly and shipped to us through our network of Zomlers throughout the country. We're delighted to be able to share some of their stories here on The Schmooze. Shalom Aleichem, welcome to The Schmooze, the Yiddish Book Center's podcast. I'm Lisa Newman, and today, as part of our series of interviews with Yiddish Book Center Zomlers, volunteer book collectors, I'm visiting with Eric Elman. As of 2005, Eric had donated, rescued, 1,853 pounds of books to the center, and I'm sure that he will update us on this podcast. So welcome, Eric. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Um, delighted to have you. Um, I see your communications go by, and periodically you send, I think it's agreed here, these wonderful updates. You give us a, sort of a recap of your zomlering. I don't know that that's a word, but I'm just going to throw it in there anyway. Um, the stats. And um, so by way of an update, uh, where are you at in terms of books rescued? Well, as of October of last year, October 2019, my lifetime zomlering, let's, uh, let's keep using that phrase, uh, 2,642 books uh, weighing 3,184 pounds, uh, which is uh, about 1.6 tons of books in my, uh, over the 15-ish uh, years that I've been collecting books for the Yiddish Book Center. So um, it has been 15 years, um, so that's quite amazing. And how did you ever find out what led you to become a Zomler? Tell me about it. Yeah, it's, it, it's a really uh, uh, great story. Probably, uh, and, and I can time 
uh, how long I've been doing this because I've been doing it about as long as my oldest child has been alive. Because I remember she was a, a tiny little baby when I first when when I did my first book rescue. Um, so it's been about 16 some odd years ago that I was wandering through a bookstore and. Uh, at, at an end cap at the bookstore was this uh, small but powerful book called Outwitting History by, uh, by of course, Aaron. Um, and I've always had uh, an interest in and a love of Yiddish culture, even though uh, I really don't speak Yiddish and only know a few insults and not very much else. But I devoured the book in about a day, a day and a half, and I was so deeply impressed with uh, the work that Aaron uh, has been doing and so deeply impressed by the work of the Yiddish Book Center that I decided then and there that I absolutely positively needed to do more to help out. And I placed a phone call or sent an email up to the Yiddish Book Center, and I said, what can I do? How can I get involved? I'm thinking of becoming a Zomler in the D.C. metro area, which is where I live. And uh, and getting connected with that book, getting connected shortly thereafter with the book center, and then rescuing books on behalf of the center. It's been a labor of love uh, for many, many years. And, uh, and uh, like I said before, the, uh, the book sent the, uh, I devoured the book. I was so impressed with the work. I, I visited the book center once. I've met Aaron Lansky when he's been to D.C. a couple of times. And uh, it's really... Uh, uh, and, and I admire, uh, I admire the work very deeply. And we appreciate the work that you do, uh, which obviously uh, allows us to keep moving ahead with the rescue and preservation. So tell me, if you can, about maybe the first call you got. Well, the first call I got was from uh, most of the calls that I get are probably pretty typical. It's either uh, an older uh, couple or an older person cleaning out a house because they uh, or he or she are moving to uh, a small, typically a smaller home, or sometimes it is after um, the death of both uh, parents, an adult uh, child calls me and says that they are um, cleaning out the home. Uh, I need you to take these books. And the very first call I got was uh, fit that pattern. It was uh, an older woman who was moving, I think, into a condo from her house nearby. And it was actually one of the more difficult assignments, happened to be my very first assignment. So it was not necessarily the best indoctrination. Uh, it was a very hot summer day. We in the D.C. area are known for very notoriously hot, sticky summers. And uh, the house was mostly empty at this point, so the air conditioning in the house was turned off. And I spent a good part of the uh, zomlering uh, schwitzing. And um, it was the, the books were in a basement down a very narrow staircase. So it was a lot of up and down. And, uh, and, it, was, uh, and it was a very hot, steamy, sweaty kind of affair. But um, I, it, it prepared me well for everything that came thereafter. So... Uh, um a lot of this probably parallels what you read in Outwitting History, which was Aaron Lansky, the founder and president of the Yiddish Book Center's sort of um, recounting of the early days of the Yiddish Book Center, and certainly that um, so much of the rescue has been done by this, this by Zomler. So did you feel like you were 
now part of that story? Uh, I, I do, absolutely. Uh, rescuing the books like I do, uh, which is how I uh, approach kind of preserving and saving Yiddish culture, Yiddish language, it makes me feel a, a small part of a very bigger thing. Uh, and there, it, just, it, it is a clear reminder of how we are all, um, we are all parts of a much bigger puzzle that must be put together to preserve our culture and our history, which is really the collective memory of the Ashkenazic Jewish people. And being a part of something larger than myself is very important to me. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely filling in a chapter of um, modern Jewish literature. Um, all of these books Absolutely. as we begin to explore them. And were there any, you know, great finds? Do you look through the books? You, you said you don't speak Yiddish. You're uh, in the same situation as I am. But do you ever come across one or hear from our bibliographer when it comes in? Whoa! <laughs> uh, I, I have on occasion. Um, sometimes when I get the calls or the emails, uh, I'm sometimes informed ahead of time that the place I'm going uh, is sort of, um, legendary is probably too strong a word, but has uh, some significance because the person collecting the books may have been a writer uh, or may have been a more well-known book collector or that sort of thing. And occasionally I get feedback from the folks at the book center saying, oh my goodness, thank you for this particular book because it's very rare. Uh, it's very odd that we come across this sort of thing. That happens from time to time. Uh, and I feel a bit so somewhat, uh, I feel a bit like a child when I flip through some of the books because all I really can understand are the pictures, and sometimes even not always like, can I understand what's going on in the pictures. But uh, I do appreciate those books that have illustrations because uh, it helps me understand a little bit more what's going on inside the book, even though I can't really read a word of the Yiddish in the book. I'm going to pick up on what you said about the illustrations because, as I mentioned, when I asked you the question, I don't speak Yiddish either. And one of the things that was um, really apparent to me and surprised me when I first started working at the center was when the books come in, and you've been to the center, you see they um, get unpacked in our repository. So you're walking through um, through the museum exhibits and the repository, and so I would always pass these books being unpacked, and sometimes I would see something that was illustrated and my background in art was just I was amazed there's Chagall there's Soutine there's uh, Diego Rivera and it's amazing some of that artwork in the books and in a, of that um, themselves they sort of give you this entry point yeah absolutely some of the uh, the art that I've seen in the books vary from more childish cartoonish sort of things to what I would consider to be more like fine art. And I value and appreciate the entire gamut of the illustrations and sometimes photographs that I come across, in part because I think they're really cool, each standing on their own. But I think also it helps me, again, not being able to, to, to read or speak the language, it helps to, to me, it helps to give me some idea of what's going on inside the pages that I'm that I'm leafing through. Mm -hmm. and I think it's also it was surprising to me that the books were, and when we say they're illustrated, it's not like there's an illustr it's not like they're children's books. 
although Correct. there are children's books. I have seen some of those. Yeah, yeah but the that you have works of fiction um, or works of short stories that do include illustrations either in the in the front or in some instances with with the poetry books. They're sort of companion pages that live mm-hmm. that live together, and they're just they're really breathtaking. Many of them, and it does give you a feel for what the text is about in some ways. So yeah, they, also, they really do. They 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 help to piece together all, the whole story. Um, have you been reading any work in translation since we've been doing it? Uh, I've I've been reading a little bit uh, of what comes in the magazine that I get several times a year, um, but beyond that, I haven't read all that much. Oh, that, um, so Puck and Traeger. Um yes, correct. Where we feature that because um, it's exciting to sort of finally be able to figure out what's in the books <laughs> for those who need yeah, to read it, them in English. It, I, I've, <laughs> I've, I found some of those stories really interesting because it does help bring to life in a language that I'm accustomed to speaking uh, some of the stories that I have no idea what's going on without that translation. And I imagine you've met some interesting people along the way when you go and do these collections. I know that in some instances it's a very emotional thing for the transfer yeah. of the books um, or there's a great appreciation knowing where they're going. Um, any memorable moments? Yeah, I, I've met some really amazing people. Unfortunately, most of the names, uh, their names have been lost to my history. I Maybe I should have recorded some of this on my own got around to it. But I do remember a very clear memory. Well, first of all, I guess everybody has a very emotional attachment to these books. And I desperately appreciate the fact that they are inviting me into their home and that they are giving to me really what for many people is a lifelong passion and a lifelong emotional connection. So I feel that emotion very clearly. But I also have a very vivid memory of uh, going to a woman's home, her, her apartment, uh, a number of years ago. She was going from an apartment to an assisted living center. And she told me this amazing story that she grew up, uh, she is a survivor, and, or as I've heard the term more recently used, a witness to history. And she grew up in eastern Poland and was a young child at the beginning of the outbreak of the war and the beginning of the Shoah. And she was really saved only because the Russians got to her town before the Germans did. And if the Germans got to her town first, it would have been an entirely different and much more tragic ending for her. But as a result of the Russians coming to her town first, she was sent to, let's use the word only in air quotations, only a forced labor camp where she lived for several years, I think she told me, uh, doing, you know, in very harsh conditions, uh, performing some very hard labor even as a young child. But compared to the alternative, had the Germans gotten there first, it turned out to be a much you know, again, using air quotations, a much happier ending for her. Mm-hmm. And she maintained reading in Yiddish and had a collection of books? She did. She did. She, uh, she ultimately, I believe, I don't remember exactly the story at this point, but at some point uh, after the war, uh, she, I think, wound up in a DP camp. 
uh, and then ultimately made her way to the United States and, uh, and brought, either brought with her or created a large collection of Yiddish books um, over the course of her, uh, of her lifetime. It must have been very meaningful then for her to know that the books would have a life. Yeah, that's been a, that's that's been fairly that's been a universal comment that I've that I've received from everybody's home I've gone into is that were it not for the Zomlers in the Yiddish Book Center, these books would have uh, gone into the trash dump and would have been lost uh, for for all eternity. So everyone I visited was very very grateful that they're cherished possessions, which again tell the collective story of our history, are going to be preserved. Uh, they are going to be, I, I believe, electronically scanned, and they will essentially exist forever. True, yes. We've, we've digitized the collection. So far we've digitized right around 11,000 to 12,000 books. Um, they estimate there are about 40,000 unique titles, and we're continuing the work of digitizing and posting and um, getting these off to new readers. See, if, if our listeners are not familiar with it, um, our Steven Spielberg Digital Yiddish Library uh, is where these digital editions are found, and they are available to read free online or download free because we want to get these books back out to those who can read them. Um, I, and you mentioned, Eric, that you have visited the center, yes? I have. It, it's been quite a while. It's uh, It's I was there shortly before uh, the book center was renovated, so that's probably perhaps been, I don't know, five, six, seven years, maybe even longer. Um, but, uh, but I was there, and I had an amazing uh, transcendent experience when I was there. Uh, so, um, yeah, we did an addition so that, um, to the maybe original, the yeah, to the building which was built in uh, 1997. So... What was it like having rescued books, knowing that they came here, and walking in to see them? Well, it was really, it was really uh, an amazing experience to uh, to see the work of myself and the hundreds—I don't know, maybe thousands—of Zomlers across uh, across the globe. I'm assuming primarily in in North America, but. Uh, the, the entire center is a collection of all of the work of all of the little people like me around the United States, North America, and the world who bring all of these books together. But it's, of course, a center more than just books. It is culture. It is history. It is so many other things. And it really uh, made me so proud and a little emotional to see wall-to-wall -wall books that otherwise would have been lost uh, forever were it not for the work of Aaron and the center and all of the good people who work for the center. And on top of all of that, uh, a number of years ago, I bought a few shelves to donate in memory of my grandparents. May they rest in peace. And it was uh, a good opportunity for me to see their names uh, on those bookshelves, which uh, which uh, made me uh, so proud. Well, again, I don't think as we are, it's our 40th anniversary, and I don't know that anybody could have imagined all those many many years ago all that 
you know, you and your fellow Zalmors would have done to rescue so many, many, many Yiddish books. Um, so again, thank you so much for the work that you do and for continuing the work. I, I guess I would ask you that one last question. Are you surprised that there's still Yiddish books out there? Uh, I, I guess I probably uh, shouldn't be, but, uh, but I am. The calls that I'm getting are fewer and farther between. When I first started doing this 15 years ago, I would get calls pretty regularly. And over time, they have petered out and petered out. And I'm not really getting the kind of calls very much anymore. But I try to answer that call every possible time that I can. I can't be there always at all times, uh, which I feel guilty about. But uh, I do the best that I can, and like I said before, the rescuing the history, the collective memory of our people is a labor of love. Um, and one that you've done really, really well. And I, Thank I, you very much. I did lie, Eric. I'm going to ask you one more question. Um, That's okay. I spoke many years ago. I had the pleasure of speaking to um, a woman who was referred to as our oldest Zomler, um, uh, and I asked her if she had any advice, and she had wonderful little nuggets. I won't tell you what they are, but I'll ask you if you have any advice for Zomlers. Uh I do have several piece of, pieces of advice. Um, a couple of the things, I've learned early on to do a number of things to prepare. First of all, make sure the, uh, make sure the, the car is completely empty uh, and you've got lots of room, trunk, and back seat and front seat because um, however many books you, approximately you've been told, it's going to be significantly more. Um, I also take with me a tape gun and uh, U-Haul book boxes, which I assemble uh, and, and collect uh, and, and I box up and close up all there. Um, and then also I have pre-printed for myself uh, label, mailing labels with the Yiddish Book Center uh, for the two and my return address as the from. Uh, and also on there uh, in the top right-hand corner is a note for the post office that I use when I get there it, that says uh, printed matter so I can make sure to get the printed material discount, which is very helpful, comes in very handy because these books are heavy and without that postal service discount, they would be oftentimes prohibitively expensive. And I think the last piece of advice I would give is always take a hand truck. All good advice um, on the limited pickups that I have done. Yes. Um, remembering to take your shoes out of the car <laughs> to make room for boxes is always yes. very handy. Um, yes, and, and, and take out the car seats, too. Okay. <laughs> I don't have to worry about that anymore, um, but for many years it was an issue. For our youngest Zomler... Well, maybe For not our youngest, youngest. Zomlers, or take our, out the car yeah, seat. our family Zomlers, Yes, take out the car seat, um, which is great. Well, I look forward to your next email with a new um, accounting of weight. Hashem. Yeah. I don't know how you would translate that in Yiddish, but yes. <gasps> Thank you so much for joining me and for all of the work that you do um, and all the many, 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 many Yiddish books that you've helped rescue. Take care. Thanks, and hopefully more to come. Thank you so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. been great. Okay, bye-bye. Take care. Bye. You've been listening to The Schmooze, a production of the Yiddish Book Center in Amherst, Massachusetts. For more on Yiddish and Jewish culture, 
visit YiddishBookCenter.org. Today's podcast was coordinated by Sam Brivik and produced by Sarah Blakefeld. Be well, be healthy, and tune in again soon. Thank you.